0: Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, He's going to do it. Enjoy today's message.
1: Come on, put your hands together today and give God some praise. Are you glad to be at church this morning? Oh, it's going to be a great day. We're starting a brand new series today. Matter of fact, you can see I'm not in the room. I'm coming to you by way of video. We wanted to so much start this series today. we I was already scheduled to be out of town and I'm preaching in Baltimore this morning, but we decided to come together, put it together, start it this morning by way of video. I'll be back next Sunday and we're going to start a new series today called Spring. Spring is an amazing time of the year. So much wrapped in to this beautiful season, but it's more than just a season on our calendar it's a season in our life and we're going to talk about that for the next few weeks but we're going to pray today and we're going to ask God to prepare our heart prepare our mind change us and ready us for what he has in the next season father we thank you father for your people we thank you for your presence I thank you for this atmosphere father that has been created that will cause us to hear your word receive your word leave this place changed and challenged by your presence father I pray the word would come alive father and i am so thankful for technology that allows us not only to bring the word of god by video but every week through streaming and online and through television around the world from this very platform so father i pray you would bless this time let your anointing be on each of us as we walk in the word together and we pray this in jesus mighty name amen and amen come on one more time celebrate his goodness this morning before you Uh, We go into the Word. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. Again, we're starting a brand new series today called Spring. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 says this. I'm about to do a new thing. Somebody say new thing. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Can you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way in a wilderness and rivers in the desert. The King James says this, behold, or get ready, I'm about to do a new thing. Anybody excited about a new season in your life? Over the last few weeks, we've talked about God conditioning our heart and our mind and our spirit to not only perceive, but to see and believe for greater things. And I'm believing we are at the doorway of a new season. The season we're in, I believe, is a spring season. You know, when we think about spring, so many great things come to mind. So many things come to uh, just great remembrances and imagination of what is going to be in the next season You know, when we begin to look at spring in the dictionary this week, and I begin to look at spring in Wikipedia, it gave three different words that really just wrap this word and kind of bring it into context. The first is climate. Spring has to do with the climate of a season. Things begin to change. Winter begins to close out. The sun begins to shine a little warmer. A spring season. The culture, it's all relative. Spring in Florida is much different than spring in New York, but also customs, things that happen in the spring. You know, what I think about spring, some of us think about spring showers, the spring rain. Others think about spring flowers, what comes forth from the rain. Others that might be our northern friends, any northern folks in the house today, You may think of spring as a breaking point from the cold, rigid winter of life. For others, they may think of spring cleaning. For some, spring training, if you're a baseball fan, happening right here in Tampa, Yankees, right down the road. For kids, spring break, a week off of school. My daughters, they're excited. Spring break is in a couple weeks. But whatever it is in your mind, in the Word of God, the Bible teaches us that there's always seasons. Seasons we are walking into and seasons we are coming out of. And what you have to do and I have to do is understand that if we perceive the season and we see the season for what it is, It will be fruitful in our life. Isaiah said, get ready. I'm about to do a new thing. This is God talking. He said, can you see it? Can you perceive it? Perception is the eye of the spirit. It's when you stand in your now, but believe God and see God doing something in your future. He said, I'm getting ready to make a way in a wilderness and give you rivers in the desert. I'm about to bloom in desolate places. You know, when I think about spring and I think about the spring of life, I understand that spring is always about sowing and a harvest that is in a future. You know, today is daylight savings time. You know, daylight savings time has is, is been in place in many countries for many, many years. They put it in place primarily for two reasons. To conserve energy and to expand the daylight so that the harvest can not only be planted, but also be reaped. See, spring is a sowing season. When you put seed in the ground, expectation in the atmosphere, because you believe there's a harvest in your future. That's what Isaiah was saying when he said, get ready. Can you see it? God is about to do a new thing. Crooked places are going to be made straight. He's going to give us rivers and dry places. And I'm praying over the next few weeks, as we look at the spring of our life, how God is readying us for a harvest and a greater season, I'm praying that together we begin to see and believe and perceive. Because I do believe this, there's a harvest in our future. We talked about having our heart right. And anytime your heart is prepared and positioned, it always aligns you with greater seasons. The first word I want to talk to you today as you begin to walk in a spring season of your life is the word reset. You know, spring is really about resetting things and kind of coming out of cold and winter seasons into a season of new life. We all have seasons that we need to reset things in our life. We all walk through seasons where we need to bring things back into alignment and even times realignment to the purpose that God has created us for a time of refocusing. Because there is nothing that will derail you quicker than broken focus. When your focus is not right, when you're not focused on the main thing that God has for your life, because there's a lot of good things, a lot of great things out there, but there's just a few God things in your purpose that God has declared for you. And when you lose focus and you need to be reset And there's a lack of it. It keeps taking you further and further from God's purpose and plan. Spring is about God coming into our life and resetting our purpose, his will, bringing us into alignment. For the things of God, he said, I'm getting ready to do something new, but you've got to be ready. You've got to be able to see it. You've got to be able to grab hold of it. You've got to be able to expect it. I want to reset you and realign you in this spring season. I want to plant new seeds in your life for a greater harvest. And I'm going to send the reins of my spirit to refresh you. Resetting aligns us to be able to be reset And not only reset, refreshed. I love to be refreshed by God's spirit. I love what Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 2 says. Let my teachings fall like rain and my words descend like dew. Like showers on new grass. Like abundant rain on tender plants. Let my teaching fall like rain. You know the word of God is really the water to our harvest. The Bible says we are washed by the word of God. The Bible teaches us that the watering of the Word in our life always causes the seed to begin to flourish. And there are some of us that the teachings of the Word of God, they need to work in this season of resetting and refreshing us because there's some things probably in some of our life that is keeping us from walking in the fullness of God's purpose. But when He refreshes you, you know I find one of the greatest things that will bring refreshing in your life in the book of Acts is repentance. We talked about that in the last few weeks in our heart series. How when you confess and repent it allows the Holy Spirit to send seasons of refreshing into your life. When you turn from the things that are not right, not righteous and not of God and begin to push closer to the things that are of God it causes seasons of refreshing to come in your life. God wants to do that in your life, in our life, in our church, in this next season. He wants to bring a season of refreshing. A season Of rest. There's some of you in this room, you just need to take a deep breath. You just need to rest. You just need to let the Word of God undergird you and you just need to breathe a little bit. Rest is so important. You know, in the book of Genesis, we find that God begins to lay a pattern for us as believers. Because God's original intention and declaration is always his final decision. That's why things in the beginning of the book are so important for us to be able to walk on, stand on, and finish our journey with. Because God is laying principles in the Word of God. In the very first book he's creating, he's creating a new season, a new world, creating man and woman, a beautiful garden... He's creating the heavens and the earth and the Bible said in every step of creation two things happen The Bible said on the first day he created and at the end of the day The Bible said God looked back at what he had created and said it is good And then the Bible said he rested on day two he created And the Bible said as he created the second day and all that was in the second day The Bible said at the end of that day. He declared it is good. He worshiped what he had created And the abilities of creation. And then the Bible said he rested. Day three, he created. And then he worshiped and he rested. Day four, day five, day six, he worshiped. And he rested at the end of that day. And on day seven, it was a full day of rest, the Sabbath. Why did God do that at the end of each step of creation? At the end of each season of that particular day of creation? I believe God was laying a pattern for you and I. Because he understands that we have to continually be refreshed. And two ways that you and I are refreshed are through worship and rest. You will never walk in the fullness of what God has called you to without worship in your life and without rest in your life. That's why Sundays are made for worship. That's why the Sabbath, if you worship on a Saturday, it's made for worship. He said keep the Sabbath holy. Keep it intact. Don't let it be fragmented. There's a lot of good things to do, a lot of things to be involved in. And I'm not saying you don't ever take off a Sunday, but I am telling you it's important for you to be in worship with other believers. A season of rest is so important in your life not that God needed to worship himself he didn't look back at day one and say man I'm more God today than I was yesterday no he is just God the same yesterday today and forever he did not need to worship himself God doesn't need to rest the Bible said he never sleeps nor slumbers he never gets tired he never takes a sabbatical he never needs a day off he never has to take a day off for a personal day at work no he's God he's in he just is He's the essence of all life of all power, but he knew you and I we needed not only a day of worship And a day of rest He knew that we could not complete our journey without segments of rest and worship in our journey And that's what the spring of our life does It reminds us that we need to rest that we need to refocus that we need times of refreshing in our life And that we need the holy spirit to breathe on us and I am telling you maybe you've been journeying for a while and God is just saying to you, just worship me for a moment just pause for a moment just rest for a moment just breathe for a moment just let the things of God that are in you just rise and, and germinate and and let me stir the gifts that are in your life because when you take a moment to breathe and worship God for all he's done this is what he did He worshiped what had already been created. God didn't need self-affirmation. But if we lose sight of what God has already done, we will lose sight of what he's going to do. The Bible said he worshiped what had already been created. Rest and worship are so important. In these seasons where God wants to refresh us, in these seasons he wants to bring um, our spirit into alignment and really recharge us. You know, I use this phone right here quite a bit. You know, I can communicate and talk on this phone and get on the internet and resend text messages and and resend, you know, uh, social media posts, whatever it is. This phone will eventually run out if I do not take a moment to charge it. As good as this phone is, the latest Apple iPhone, it's got all the updates on it, all the new downloads on it, I even got a lot of crazy apps because me and my daughter's Apple is intertwined and I've got all these crazy apps on here. Matter of fact, a few years ago, I was sitting in a church getting ready to preach and my youngest daughter had downloaded this one called Potty Time. And I don't know exactly what the game was, but I do know this, a toilet flushes on the app. And I'm getting ready to preach and I'm getting ready to grab my phone, go up to the pulpit and all of a sudden, a toilet flushes. Made sure it was turned off today. But you know, as good as this phone is and as much as this phone will communicate with people even around the world, there are times this phone has to be plugged in and recharged. This cable plugged into the phone is only as good as the power source it's connected to. And even this temporary power source may have juice. But when I plug into the main power source, this phone is recharged and I'm able to communicate. I am telling you, if your batteries run down and you walk through a weary season, that's why the Bible tells me not to become weary in my well-doing. In the good fight of faith, if I do not take moments of rest and I do not take moments where I breathe and allow the Holy Spirit to refresh me, my batteries will run out. And when my batteries run out, I cannot communicate with those that God has put in my life the right way. But when I am connected to a power source, when I am plugged into the power, it allows me to be recharged. And not only recharged, God wants to revive me. That's why right in this month of spring, every year we have our RISE conference. For three nights, we're going to come and we're going to press into the things of God. We're going to go deeper in worship. We're going to be challenged by the word. We're bringing mighty men and women of God to this place not only to preach but to revive our spirit when I was young we called it revival that was a time we set aside where we would allow our spirits to be recharged just like this phone why? because we are in a busy hectic world and our spirit man gets run down and I'm praying that in this spring season not only are you refreshed not only do you breathe and have a season of rest not only do you allow the Holy Spirit to come and recharge your batteries but I pray that the Holy Spirit would breathe and he would revive your spirit because I'm believing there is revival in the atmosphere come on if you're believing for revival in the atmosphere put your hands together this morning come on look at your neighbor right now say get ready (laughs) revival is in the atmosphere are you ready for it well mark your calendars we're gonna have three days of God's presence and glory in this place every speaker's coming with the word Israel Howland's going to come and lead us into the presence of God The third word, not only are we going to be in a season of allowing the Holy Spirit to reset us, realign us, refocus us, refresh us, recharge us, revive us, but we're going to be in a season of rejoicing. A season of rejoicing. You know, the word rejoice comes from two Greek words. And this word simply means this. To be glad and full of joy and express it that's why Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says this rejoice in the Lord always then he puts a big exclamation point says and again I say rejoice rejoice in the Lord not sometimes not every now and then not if you feel like it not if your day is going well, not if you're just in a spring season, but always rejoice. And let me tell you again, again, I say rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Let me remind you. And again, I say rejoice. Why would he tell us that? Why would Philippians and the writer of Philippians tell us this in this great book? Why would he tell this to the people of Philippi? Why? because the Bible in Nehemiah said that the joy of the Lord is my strength and there is something about me rejoicing and allowing that joy to get out of me and this is what I'm believing that whatever season you have walked out of and whatever season God has you walking into we are going to rejoice for it why it may have been a battle in the last season but the Bible tells me that all things are working together for my good why because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose and when I begin to rejoice that joy that is in my spirit begins to rise up you know that same word is a partner word with the word we get the word grace from there's a grace in your rejoicing there's a grace that is threaded in to your and I rejoicing why because there are times I rejoice when in the natural I do not feel like worshiping and rejoicing There's seasons I've walked through that I am not happy, but there's still a joy in my life. There's seasons I've walked through that I don't feel like celebrating, but there's still a joy in my life. There are seasons that it feels like all hell is raging against me, but there is still joy in my life because I know I'm blessed. I know that I'm called. I know that there's an anointing in my life and on my family that I've been chosen by God and there's a purpose in me. So when I make a choice, that's why I said rejoice in the Lord always. And let me tell you one more time. Again, I say rejoice. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And rejoicing is expressing that joy that is within you. Why? That's where Paul was. That's where Paul could write. Paul understood that wherever I'm at, I mean, Paul was the real deal. Paul could preach for hours on end. Preached so long, one time a guy fell asleep, fell out the window and died. Preached all night long. Paul so understood what it was to sing from a prison. He understood what it was to be content knowing that God was working not only with you, but for you. And the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas began to sing praises, doors began to open, shackles began to fall off, and God began to do something. But something happens when you sow a seed of rejoicing. In Second Kings chapter 4, a woman comes to the prophet, and this is what she tells the prophet. I'm in debt so bad that the creditors are coming to get my two sons. Now that's pretty bad when the creditors are coming to get your kids. Because those two sons of hers would go and work off the debt. She said, My husband is dead. This is what she was saying. My husband is dead. My two boys that would be my future are being taken. There's not only a crazy battle going on in the now, but my future is also being destroyed. And the prophet asked her one question What do you have? you know, you've told me about what you do not have and all the things that are against you. What do you have? She said, well, I've got a little bit of oil. The prophet said, there's your answer right there. All you need is a seed. Springtime is all about sowing a seed for the potential harvest that is in your future. Spring is just about that. Today is daylight savings time. We are springing into a new year. Now, some of you woke up tired this morning. Some of you still got crusties in your eyes. And some of you are nodding off while I'm preaching. I see you over here. But in a few days, your schedule will adjust. And you'll go out about 6 o'clock where it was dark and it'll still be light out. Why did they do that? So that we would have more time to not only sow seed, but work for the harvest that was coming. From this month to the end of October, the time is adjusted and stretched so that you have more light to work with. And that's really what I believe God is doing in this season. I'm going to stretch the window and I'm going to accelerate as you begin to sow seeds for the potential harvest that is in your future. I'm not talking about money today. I'm talking about the things you're believing God for because everything requires a seed. And when you allow him to reset you and refocus you, Allow him to refresh you and bring a season of rest and revival and you begin to rejoice in all that he's doing even though you're in the season of spring where we're sowing seed but you know that God is giving you a window of time and he said, get ready, can you not see it? You're about to spring into a season and I am going to give you rivers in desert places. I'm going to cause a harvest to produce in dry places. I'm going to bless you in unexpected. Expected places and this is what he asked the woman. What do you have in the house? You've already told me about what you do not have and what's against you. She said well, let me think about it You know, i've got a little bit of oil left He said there's your answer because oil represented the spirit and the presence of god He said a little bit of god can produce a great harvest a little bit of god a little bit of anointing One seed can produce a great harvest and this is what he said to her He said, go borrow vessels and not a few. As much as your faith can believe for, you go borrow. Now that does not make sense. Because he just told her, she just told him that she was so in debt that the creditors were coming to her house. That sounds crazy. You want me... To go borrow vessels when I told you that I'm so... And I'm not telling you to go ring up all your credit cards after church. I'm not talking about go finance some big thing out there. I'm talking to you about stepping out in faith. This was the word. It doesn't make sense in the natural. Your credit is not good for it. So you're going to have to step out and rely on God's credit. As much as you can believe for the Bible said they borrowed vessels. They got in the house and they shut the door. I always find that seeds grow best in dark places. And the Bible said when all the doors and all the windows were shut, the Bible said, I love one translation declares, the oil provoked to pour. The mother looked at the son and said, bring me a vessel. And she poured it into the first vessel and it was full. The second, and the Bible said, till every vessel in the house was full. It amazed them. They ran to the man of God and told him what had happened. As many vessels that they could borrow were filled and then the oil stopped. I believe God was going to fill everything that they had faith to believe for. The man of God said this, now go sell the oil, pay the debt and live. God wants you to live and be blessed and flourish and soar and strive and thrive and move to places you have never been. But some of us have that little thing of oil that we're walking around with and we say we can't lose this oil. And God says no, no that'll never be a harvest. But if it be comes your seed in this season and you learn to allow me to reset you, refocus you, and bring a season of refreshing and revival into your life, and you allow yourself to find a deep well of joy, even though you cannot see the harvest yet and you begin to rejoice in what I'm doing. You know, I can't see it, but I rejoice that my kids are blessed. I can't see it, but I thank you that my marriage is turning around. I don't see it, but Father, I thank you for bringing a promotion in the Marketplace, or bringing finances into my life. I'm about to spring into a new season. I'm about to jump into a new season. Get ready, God said. Can you not see it? I'm about to do something new. It's not for the weak need or the faint of heart. It's for those that rise up and look with perception and say, you know, in the natural I can. But in my spirit, I believe I'm going to borrow some vessels and not a few. I'm going to borrow so many that when I'm done watching what God does, that I thrust into a new season why we're in a spring season not just another time on the calendar but a time where God is blowing and breathing on us as a body and he's bringing refreshing into our life and there's some of you in this room God says the winter is over get ready a harvest is about to come forth new flowers are about to bloom the rains are getting ready to cover and and just saturate all those dry places and I'm getting ready to make crooked places straight come on celebrate that in this room today anybody ready for a greater season celebrate the goodness of God you know when I was young I worked trying. I had a bunch of jobs when I was young but one of the jobs I had when I was younger I worked for a company called Roof Renew and I would knock on doors and we would sell people packages and this is what we would tell them we can make your roof look new again. They would pressure wash the roof with all these chemicals, get all the mildew off the roof we get here in Florida, all the dark, all the dark stains and spots that come from the humidity. But they said, we're not only going to cleanse your roof and try to make it look new again, what this company actually did was they took a strip and put it on the ridge of the house, a strip of zinc, And this was what this company said would happen. Because the roof was now clean and these strips of zinc were put in place, every time it rained from that point on and the rainwaters hit those caps of zinc and those strips of zinc, it would release that zinc and continually and perpetually wash the roof clean. When mildew would try to get on the roof, that zinc would wash it clean when other things would try to uh, corrode the roof from the rains that would fall from the heavens, that zinc would continually wash them. This is what God wants to do for you and I in this season. He not only wants to reset us, he not only wants to restore us, he not only wants to bring a season of refreshing and revival, he wants to establish his joy as we begin to rejoice in it. He wants to not only cleanse us, but he wants to cover us. So that as the rains of spring begin to fall and we begin to meditate in the word of God, fresh grass begins to grow and new harvest begins to come forth. And anytime the enemy tries to put something on you, the rains the just continually cleanse you. And anytime the enemy tries to come against your season of harvest, the Holy Spirit just sends a fresh rain to wash you once again. But you know, I'm believing in this season and in this next few weeks as we talk about spring cleaning and going deeper than just the surface. And we talk about spring training and keeping the main thing the main thing and making sure we're in shape for the game of life that in this season and in this next few weeks, we all let the Holy Spirit come. And just as spring has invaded the winter, God would invade the winter seasons of our life. And he would challenge us. As we've talked the last few weeks about our heart being set and expected, we begin to see and believe that there's a harvest in our future. Just a moment, the campus pastor is going to come at our locations. The worship team is going to come and lead us into worship. But I want to pray with you today. And this is what I want to pray. That not only today, but over the next few weeks and in this season, as God stretches the window of time and gives us extended light over this season, that we truly believe what Isaiah says, that God is doing something new. And I don't know all the details, but I perceive it. Not with the natural eye, but in my spirit, I can see it. I can see my family blessed. I can see God elevating me and bringing promotion and influence in my life. I see my ministry expanding. I see God doing a new thing. Spring is always about a potential harvest. But a harvest only happens when a seed is sown. And I'm praying that in this season of sowing, in every area of your life, you watch with expectation because God's about to make roadways in places you never expected and give you rains in the desert.
0: Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today. See you next time.